Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse episode 94. Aaron decided to make a few little changes to the uh, format of this. So if you watch the video, you know, you'll know what we're talking about if you watch the video. Um, and just before we started recording. And if you don't, you're going to have no idea what yeah. Armando is talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you watch the video, you give a shit about what we're talking about. If not, just listen and shut up. Yeah, so Aaron mentioned like, hey, where does the video, because where does the framing of the video cut off? And I said, well, it, it, I could see your, his phone was like in his crotch area and hilarity ensued that we missed on, we captured, we didn't capture on uh I, I really like starting podcasts off with, <laughs> if you'd only been there, this would have been funny <laughs> stories. Yeah, yeah. It's the perfect way. You know, I do that so that we, it entices people to actually watch your bullshit videos and watch your ugly faces talk shit. It's, just, uh, it's another element to the podcast, I think. Yeah. Some people appreciate yeah, I just But what, what I'm just trying to say, I, I think I just streamlined and cleaned up the, the video format for YouTube. So it looks a little bit cleaner. You, you can see a little bit more of our bodies, apparently. Have to have to make sure I don't, you know, start uh, like playing with myself on camera. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's usually what I am doing during these episodes. I have been in the past, so I'm gonna have to break that habit. Yeah, um, Mondo, I apologize for that. By the way, that probably couldn't have been comfortable for you for all these you episodes. Know, hey, you know, whatever. It it, it everyone uh, finds their own, you know, way to uh, perform performance anxiety get that out of the way you yeah, know you just want to be relaxed yeah you want to get just get scared of some some added tension so you could be be, be smooth and uh good on, on mic so yeah you know what like i'm gonna i, I won't do that though okay. i won't do that to the viewers and i'm pretty sure that would get us yanked off the internet it, you have quickly. a you have a remarkable habit of like when you come over to watch you know, UFC fights or whatever. We want to watch TV, a show together, or even when we record the podcast, you have this remarkable habit of making yourself very comfortable yeah. in my apartment. Just like, oh, this, this is my house. Like last week you were here, you just kind of, what were you doing? I forgot what we were watching. Maybe it was a UFC fight. You like kicked your feet up on the couch. <laughs> take your shoes off, you fucking animal, you savage. Oh, did I not take my shoes no, off? No, you didn't. But anyway. Well, that's just rude. Why I bring that up is because our favorite... uh Superhero, anti-hero, Florida man and woman decided to do something to get themselves comfortable in somebody else's house. The uh, article is titled, All Methed Up, Florida Man, Woman Arrested Getting Comfortable in Someone Else's House. Brooksville, Florida. Did, did, did they not take their shoes off? Is that this whole article? Possibly. Terrible. Let's find out. Is there a prison sentence and a fine involved for not taking their shoes off? Dude, if you're horrible, horrible people. If you're going to do that, at least provide snacks for me. No, you know what? I take that back because you've always offered. You've always offered. You've always been very, hey, do you need anything? Do you want anything? And I always tell you no. Anyway, moving on. A Florida man and woman are in hot water after making themselves comfortable in someone else's home. On Wednesday at 3.07 p.m., Hernando County Sheriff's deputies responded to a residence on Shafton Road. Wait, in, whoa, whoa. Sh Yeah, Shafton Road. <laughs> okay. In just, Brooksville. Just checking. Uh, in, Brook, in Brooksville. Hmm. In Hookersville? Brooksville? Hookersville? In reference to a residential burglary. Shafton Road, Hookersville, get it? According to investigators, the homeowner, who is currently out of state, was contacted by his pool cleaner who observed unknown individuals inside of the client's home. Okay, so 
just to be clear, this is the basic synopsis for a porno. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, there's there's two people in the house, and the pool cleaner found them. What's gonna happen? But but it's Florida, so I'm guessing it's not gonna be mm-hmm. nearly as sexy. More drugs involved and less uh, sex appeal. When deputies arrived on the scene, they located two individuals inside the residence. The suspects were identified as Amanda Robbins, 25, and Corey Roberts, 34. Deputies found numerous narcotics and paraphernalia in view throughout the residence. So, so, so just just to be, I have I did look at her her mugshot. She from the picture, she looks like she is 25, going on about 57. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. If you want nice, uh, beautiful skin tones, doing a bunch of meth is not the way to go. <laughs> yeah. She, she looks like she's a, yeah, pretty aged. A little, little rough. Pretty aged. Kind of like, have you seen like those old like uh, leather messenger bags that like maybe like a 1950s newsboy had, had covered her, carried around? That's the basic texture of her skin. Yeah. The old newspaper boy bag. Yeah. That was, look, look, I went way far back for that reference and I stand by it. Continue. During questioning, Robin said she entered the residence through an unlocked rear sliding glass door. She invited Roberts to the residence once she realized the homeowners were gone. <laughs> Robbins told investigators that she cashed a forged check for $150. A second attempt to cash a forged check was unsuccessful. Wow, this is a this is a fucking gem of a person. I, I love the fact, though, that she was going to just do a regular breaking and entering. And then she's like, you know what? This place is pretty nice. I think I'm just going to yeah. chill out. I'm just going to stay here. Like, I don't understand how they thought that could work out well. Doesn't that happen, though? Isn't it like sometimes like, like squatters. Uh, squatters, they, uh, you know, like there's no, that's like, there's like, isn't there like a law that protects them? Like if they they go into like a vacant, um, well, that's the difference. Unoccupied. It's not vacant. The person was, so, so yeah, if it's like an abandoned building, yeah. I think there are squatters rights. I don't know exactly what they entail, but this was not an abandoned building. The yeah. guy was just like out of town. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a slightly different scenario. No, God, I even, I, I even remember that there, there was a abandoned house in the Poconos like when I was still trying to find a place I was just like walking through the woods I'm like wait is there a fucking house here and I'm looking at it there's like, there were none of the power utilities were on but it was like a pretty nice house and I was like can I just move in here yeah <laughs> no probably not that's probably not a great idea I don't know if I would have gotten caught because it was definitely a little bit more remote and there was not a pool boy involved if it if it did would you what would you be doing in the pool would you be stroking it in the pool <laughs> no no I would not Mondo I would not stroke it in the pool. Uh, That is the worst Dr. Seuss book, by the way. I would not stroke it in the pool. It's a follow-up to Green Eggs and Ham. Oh. Don't. It didn't. It's very very little distribution because for some reason they didn't think it was safe for children. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Deputies say that an investigation revealed the stolen checkbooks were from the residents of other victims. Robbins and Roberts were each charged with burglary of a dwelling, trafficking of, of meth, in meth, and no, meth unlawful possef- possession of personal identification. They were both transported to the blah, 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 $65,000 bond. Uh, and that was it for the article. But yeah, Aaron described the uh, the female pretty well. Dirty, like a dirty blonde. Emphasis on the dirty. Yeah. And the uh, the guy looks he kind of looks like he could pass off as a like a, a, a MMA fighter like a 125 pounder or something. I, I don't like the fa- he looks a little bit like me if I had like way more neck tattoos. Way more neck tattoos, a little more scruff to your face and hair head, you know. But yeah, neck tattoos. And yeah. If, if I was just like 25 percent more dead behind the eyes. Yeah. I'm I'm already like a little bit there, but 
just just a couple more years of hard living, and I'll I'll just achieve you don't that do, you haunted don't, look that he has. You don't see. You'll be like my thing is you'll be like fifty and look as bad as he is, and he's thirty five. Unless you just start hitting the fucking meth and doing some shit, you're not gonna age. Like I, you know what I get? That's one compliment I get here and there is like, you don't look. You're you don't look forty. You look like you could be like in your thirties or mid thirties. You know, I'm like, oh, that's because I don't have too much stress and I don't do hard drugs. You know, I'm say I I think I'm funny like that. Like depending on what level of my like grooming I'm at, it, it changes a lot. Like if if I shave and I wear a hat, I look way younger. But if my hair grows out a little bit, yeah. So and I'm not wearing a hat, so, and then. Particularly in my beard, because because I've got I'm starting to get gray hair, hairs in the beard. Look, maybe maybe even older than my age. Yeah. So it's I, like I can I could probably pass you know somewhere between like I don't know like thirty four to like uh, forty six. <laughs> That's don't think, thirty-four don't, to forty-six, depending depending on on how I have groomed myself that uh, day. Okay, uh, I I've never seen you look forty-six, but okay, I guess you're your own harshest critic. Dude, no, like I said, like when, when it's like like bald with like gray hair, and I just haven't slept for you know well, and I got like circles under my yeah, I look pretty old, man. Yeah, I have grays, but you can't. You only notice the ones just on, my face. on the pubes. No, you just notice the ones on my. face. Like my chin and my mustache, my, my head's almost always shaved. So, anyway, moving on to the world of Ask Reddit. Uh, Reddit question number one, Aaron. What do you think is what we what would be the worst death imaginable? God damn, I can't read today. So I feel like there's two ways that people are gonna go with this. There, there's the the worst death where it's like comically bad and embarrassing, where it's you know it's it's the God, what was it? That actor who like died of like auto auto erotic auto erotic asphyxiation. I got there. We did it. You're talking about the guy in Kill Bill, the older yeah, yeah David Carradine. David Carradine. But like something like that, where it's like they find you like hanging with like a, a dildo up your butt, and it's just, oh, it's. Just, but you know what? I'm gonna be dead. I don't care. I don't care if I die in an like <laughs> extremely embarrassing way. It affects me not at all. I don't. So what you're saying is, if you die with a dildo up your butt. And you're choking your, and you're like a rope, like a belt around your neck, and they find you in a closet like that. You'd be like, eh. Yeah, and if there was a Vegas betting line and how I'm gonna die, that would at least be like I don't know, like a, a plus eight hundred. It's like it's on like, the yeah, it's, it's a it's a favorite to happen. It's, it's on the books. It's, it's, no, no, it's not a favorite. I said plus eight hundred. So, that means it's more. Oh, that's right. That's it's more like an underdog thing. I was thinking. I was thinking more like likely to happen. Be ne- so. It was a yeah, negative eight hundred. Yeah, that that would be that would be like the number one way. I'm probably gonna die. <laughs> I don't think it's the number one way, but it's 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 in the realm of possibility. I think. <laughs> I, now I'm curious as to what would be the possibility of which ways you would die. Don't be morbid. Just no. See, see, <laughs> see that 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 one is like if like. I'm actually trying to do everyone a favor where it's like, okay, like I'm going to die, but I really just don't, I want people to just be so disgusted with me that they're not even that upset about it. Yeah. But I, I think here's, here's what I think though. I think to, to be a little bit real about it, the worst way to die is just a slow death. Right. Like, like even if something's extremely painful, even if it's embarrassing, whatever, if it's over, then it's over. And, uh, depending on your religious affiliation, who knows what comes next, but like the death part's over. But I think the worst way would be if you, you know, if you were in some kind of accident 
where like you weren't responsive, like they thought you were in a coma. Uh huh. But you could actually like your brain was still a hundred percent working. And shit. You could still hear everything. Like every, but you're just so you're just stuck in a hospital bed. But they th- they don't think you're conscious, so they just have the, the the little the hospital TV playing the same show over and over again. And I'm trying. I was really trying to think like what the worst show would be. And for me, I th- I think it would probably be Law and Order. I'll say The View. <laughs> oh, that. The View would be bad too. I, I, but I, I hated Law and Order as a, I was forced to watch Law and Order as a kid. And every Law and Order episode is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's got like all the same beats. It's got, it's got the guy unloading a truck who like can't be bothered to stop about, uh, stop to talk about a murder. So he's like casually describing, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I knew Jimmy, whatever. And he's like, it's like, dude, there was like three people murdered right here. Stop unloading the fucking truck. Anyhow, that's all, that's a whole separate thing. I have some very deep seated uh, emotions surrounding law and order and if i if i just had to perpetually watch or listen to i guess law and order and not be able to move you know for, and and die just a slow death as my vital organs stop working one by one over the span of like 5 years like for me that would be the worst whoa and it's mostly the law and order part the rest of it <laughs> the rest of it you know i could take it or leave it but the law and order ugh yeah i guess like don't done I guess I was going to say my answer would be kind of similar to yours. I didn't really think too much about it, but it'd be somewhere like your death is inevitable and you know it's coming, but you can't do anything about it. Like to me, like... Um, oh, so you just don't want the final destination death? No, like I want a sudden, quick, like painless, there I died, I'm dead. I wouldn't want like, for example, you're like stranded out in the middle of the fucking sea on some shitty raft and you're like literally in the middle of fucking BFE nowhere. And you've got no fucking rations or some shit. Kind of like Sur- Survivor or Castaway, whatever. Like, you're going to die. Like, you know you're going to die. Or like falling from a very, 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 very tall building where you're like, oh, there's nothing I could do to stop myself from fucking, like, I'm going to... Sorry, how tall is this building? A bajillion feet A bajillion? Uh-huh. So so we're like, so you wouldn't fall if it was that tall. You just suffocate in, in outer space. You dickhead. You don't have to make it that literal. But you know what I mean? Like, where you're falling, like, super, super high. Yeah. And you're just like, I've got no parachute, and Superman doesn't exist. Ain't nobody going to fucking catch me midair. I'm just going to be splatter here pretty soon. I think you would go through the stages of grieving very, very quickly, and you'd be like, eh. You could have that that life flashes before your eyes. Yeah, you're, you're terrified. You're like, no, somehow I'll be saved. Uh, and then, no, this is fucking bullshit. I can't believe it fell off this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm splat. That would yep. be it. Mm-hmm. And then you know what would happen? What? A police officer would come and they would try to determine whether any foul play was involved in your death. And they look at it and be like, hmm, I don't know. Oh God. They always, I was trying to think, I did, I'm trying to think of one on the fly. They always had like really bad puns. Mm-hmm. And they would just like look at you and be like, hmm, something about this case seems kind of flat to me. Oh, no. That's horrible. What, what the hell? It was supposed to be the sound effect, but it was bullshit. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> oh, the uh, the sound effect they use in Law & Order. I'm going to play it one more time. It, it, put it closer to the mic. Yeah. It's... No. Why won't it play? This is why you need a soundboard. There we go. Yeah, for the Law & Order sound. Um, that was, you know what, that, that like 30 seconds of dead air was completely worth it for that sound effect. Again, I stand by it. Next question. Uh, no, let me see what the Redditors have had to say about that question. Uh, user 
Braden Main writes, the more I hear about caver cavers that get stuck, the more I think that's a shit way to go. <sighs> be bad too, yeah. yeah, like going on one of those caves. Or even like the people that do the the, the underwater deep sea, like where they go into... Mm-hmm. Well, that, I mean, that you... I, I think drowning is a terrible death, but mm-hmm. you're going to die. The, the cave one is like you're just stuck in there for... Yeah. Like slowly start... I mean... You, you, if they brought water, they could survive for a while, but you're just going to be starving. Yeah. Get lost in those caves. Oh, that would be bad. User We Bear Dead Man writes, believed to be in a coma, but coherent through the whole 20-year process until they pulled a plug. Kind of like your answer. Yeah, not that bad because there, he doesn't have to listen to Law and Order. Yeah. Uh, user Coming to Kristen Bell. They literally, that's the name. <laughs> coming with like, you know, jerking off to Kristen Bell. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, for me, being trapped in a small tube or cave, like the ones you have to wiggle through, and getting stuck to where you can't move your arms, all you can do is wait to die. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Eh, similar to that cave. <laughs> for this user coming to Kristen Bell, the worst way to die is like Kristen Bell literally like letting you say, fuck me, and then you like nut and die. As That's probably the best way to go. Yeah, no, for him, it would, she, 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 it would Kristen Bell saying, okay, you can have sex with me, and then he gets on a plane to go to Los Angeles yeah, yeah, and then the plane crash. Yeah, yeah. He's God. like, no, we're so close. Uh, last one I'll read. User Jazzy Socrate writes, being slowly impaled by a growing bamboo, it was a form of torture probably used by the Japanese during WW2 against allied prison- prisoners. Ugh. Ugh. That sounds pretty nice. That's fucked up. Yeah, just painful. There's all kinds of bamboo-related torture, isn't there? There's one where they <laughs> put like bamboo... Uh, Splints like under your fingernails yep, to rip yep. them off. Ugh. That's like torture. That's just because bamboo is a fucking crazy cheap plant that's very crows very fast. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, that's it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number dos. What's now weirdly acceptable in 2022 that was not acceptable growing up in your generation? You know, I don't know if it's if it's weird, but. The emergence of yoga pants, <laughs> like, because think about it, that that was not something you ever saw, in, like in the nineties. I mean, nineties, the, the the clothing in general was very very baggy, like lots of pockets involved. In the eighties, there was the whole like the workout video trend, like the jazzercise, and pe- mm-hmm. and like some of those bras wore some tight, you know. In the context of working out, you'd never see them. In the 80s, the 90s, whatever, just wearing yoga pants just like to the store or or just well, – there's people that, that were like wear yoga pants to work. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, I, no, no complaints. I was always under the impression that yoga shit happened. Like it comes and goes. That I, I could have swore that that was like a 70s thing or something maybe. I don't know. No. No. Again, they, yeah, they had the whole um, like tights and leg warmers and that. That was just in the context of working out though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the other the other one which is it, I feel like it's much slower to gain traction and will never fully gain the acceptance of women wearing yoga pants out in public is men wearing yoga pants out in public that you've seen that you've seen dudes wearing fucking yoga pants yes I've not it it does not happen that often unless they're gay like if they're, I've seen gay dudes wear some crazy shit out in public but like not like so. I, I think I think there there are a contingent of men. I think it's mostly runners, and then maybe some martial artists too, though, who just just like wearing like the tights. And I don't I don't I, I don't think they wear them as much as you know, like 
oh, I'm not going to go work out. I'm, you know, I'm just going out to go about my day. I'm going to put on yoga pants. But yeah, I've definitely seen some dudes just, just out and about, not working out, not running, just wearing yoga pants. And I'm like, well, I don't, Yeah, <laughs> I'm all, you know, I'm all for, for equality working both ways, but guys, maybe, maybe a little self-awareness on this one. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I literally don't have the balls to wear yoga pants. Like, <laughs> But my, my, they'd see like the balls like in like by the knee level. we like, uh, don't wear yoga pants, sir. Okay. Yeah, well, that's funny though. I don't, I don't know how that that really goes. Because would you want to have? Does that mean you would? You don't? You have small balls or big balls? No, I have big sagging old man balls. <laughs> I think I don't know. Stop! It's not like stop. I'm forming a visual. Quick, not, move on. It's not like I'm looking at move myself in your the answer. mirror, but I just imagine like I just imagine I have like yeah yeah no I'm imagining it too. Quick, go on to your answer. <laughs> Mission abort. Uh, move on. Um, I think it's uh, it's weirdly acceptable for people to think that everyone should give a shit about your opinion. You know what I mean? Like that's it's a kind of a social media thing. It's kind of how it started, where you know, like I want to share my thoughts, my opinions, blah blah blah, online. But now it's to the point where not only do I want to share it, but now you should give a shit. Now my opinion matters, and really, it doesn't. I mean, it's just everybody feels in, it's like a weird entitled thing where it's like everyone should care about what I think. It's important. Like, no, you're just another person. You have your opinion. I have mine and we don't have to agree, but I don't have to give a shit about you, what your opinion is. You know, I I agree with your saying what you're saying. That's one though, where I feel like the, the, the percentage of people that you're describing is still relatively small. Like it seems like it, it's a lot if you look at social media because those are always the ones who are the most loud and vocal. Yeah. But I think there's a, a much larger amount of people who are like, mm, shut the fuck up. We don't care. Yeah. And the the flip side is like, I don't even know if that is completely social acceptable, socially acceptable. Because then on the other side of it, there's a lot of people who kind of, I think like you, you and I do, or it's like, yeah, every thought you have isn't precious and yeah. that doesn't have to dictate our lives. Uh, fuck off. So I, that that's one where I, I hope that never becomes a hundred percent socially acceptable. The one place, and this is, this is, again, this is how capitalism works. If a company is looking at this stuff and they're like, Hmm, there's enough of these people who feel a certain way. Well, fine. Then we're going to, we're going to adjust our, you know, our, our branding or whatever to, Make, See, I don't make like them feel nice and happy, but that's the thing because they're like, we want money. They're, they yeah. only do that when they think it's going to affect their bottom yeah, line. Yeah, and I don't think I think more companies should. I think companies should have bigger balls than that too. I think they should also feel. You know what I mean? I get it. Like the whole like stick to your guns. You know what I mean? Like the whatever you you know. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you're employed, you have to have the, the share the opinion of someone that said something. Yeah, but I don't you, think you'll be get let go. You're a, you're asking like a big soulless company who cares about nothing besides it, money to I think <laughs> to I, make I, like m- m- not even moral but j- just sort of like principled choices that's like where I, yeah, that's not what they do Mondo. That's, that's not their I'm, thing. I know, I know. I I agree with you on that point, but I'm saying is like as a company act act the way you want to be kind of seen and if you have some member of your whatever uh, the the CEO says some fucking foul mouth shit, oh well. That's the CEO. Now, if you're the public and you disagree with that and you truly, truly, truly disagree with the CEO and their your opinion, blah, 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 hurts my feelings, then don't buy from that company. Like, really, like, you know, don't use their services. Like, just 
You know, you don't Elon Musk or uh, let's just use a uh, Bezos. You really don't like Bezos that much? Then don't spend on Amazon. Don't you know what I mean? Don't use his services. Whatever puts money in his pocket, don't do it. I mean, simple as that. You know, and and then ultimately, if there's enough people that incensed and that mad, and they stop using Amazon, then guess what? The stock shares go down. Whatever, whatever. Then oh well, yeah, and but that's what's happening, right? Those companies are trying to predetermine ahead of time like oh is there enough of a critical mass where this is going to affect us financially yeah and then they're just doing it proactively they're yeah. like because that's the thing if it's just, if it's a couple people those companies could not give a flying fuck yeah yeah they're like go go away it's right? like you said it's just about money yeah so they're like oh there's there are a bunch of people mad at us oh this is going to affect you know our, our bottom line Okay. Oh, look, look. We we love the thing that you're mad about, and we're gonna fix it, and we we apologize. And the, but short of that, they just don't care if it, if it's not gonna affect them financially. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. What is what are the old Reddit users have to Reddit say? Reddit users have had to say. User E Kim Live says not answering the phone when we only had landline phones. Yes, long time ago. Oh, that's a good one. There was no ringing phone that went unanswered. Now we screen or just plain ignore calls until we are good and ready to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you never. There was God. Yeah, that's true. There's like no caller ID. Yeah. You always answer the phone. Like the idea of letting something go to voicemail is unheard of. Yeah. What would you do like back in the day? Someone called and you answered the phone. It's not some. It's someone you don't want to talk to. I would just be like, "Oh no, thank you," and then just hang up. My mom would always use, <laughs> you know, you say, you just mentioned that there's no screen uh, screen uh, uh, call screening. Like my mom used us as her call screeners, so she would make us answer the phone, and then there's someone she didn't want to talk to. Like, oh, I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> You, you were her secretary. <laughs> like you, all, all of us, all of the kids were the same with my dad. Like if, if it was someone my dad didn't want to talk to, like, oh, I'm not here. I'm busy. I'll call him back later or something. <laughs> that was funny shit. Um, uh, let's see. User Vider Fenris Bain writes, people have already said tattoos, but body piercings also exploded in popularity. It used to be girls could get their ears pierced and that was it. When I was in high school, some guys started doing the earring look and tongue, nose, and belly button piercings were starting to become popular. That's another good one, right? Like, there are definitely people that were tattooed when uh, when we were kids, but it wasn't really mainstream, right? It was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you, you've you got tattoos. Like, are you part of a motorcycle gang? Yeah. <gasps> right? And now it's, it's, it's just like some random dude at Starbucks, who, you know, who's... Yeah. Who's like, yeah, like I'm a I'm a literary agent, and uh, I just like like this full thing of neck tattoos and this arm sleeve. Like, and it's very very common. I, I'm I'm admittedly like kind of sort of one of the many what the people were talking about because like like there like there's there's certain types of tattoos that became trendy. So like there was like the like for guys there was the um, the armband with the fucking like tribal thing was like a thing uh-huh. for a while. I don't have a tribal thing, but I have like a armband. It's like a not even barbed wire. I wouldn't know what the fuck you'd call it. But yeah, there's like certain or like chicks had tramp stamps. You know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. a thing. If 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 girls had the opinion of tramp stamps now that they did before they got them, be like, oh my god, I was such a whore. But whatever, you know. There's a bunch of cool things like that that are now like just part of the norm, I guess. Um, last one I'll read. Big underscore requirement underscore thirty five forty writes: wearing sneakers to work 
at a Fortune 100 company oh. at the beginning of my career. What, what a fucking flex by this guy, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could have said Fortune 500 company because that yeah. would have that would have encompassed where yeah. he works. But he's like, just, just so we're clear, motherfuckers. Yeah. You think if it was even t- higher than that, he would have said Fortune 50? By the way, let me uh, con- continue with what he, he describes what he wears. At the beginning of my career with suit and tie... Then business casual, and now I wear Stan Smiths, which I don't know what the fuck they are. Stan Smiths. Jeans and an untucked polo in the most senior position of my working life. Yeah. What are the fuck are Stan Smiths? Yeah, they're probably, I'm gu- I'm guessing they're top, what is it, Fortune 100 type shoes, like they're, they're baller shoes. What the, f- okay, so they're, they're like, they're like Converse All-Stars, but like way more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like you said, kind of a flex, like I have money because I wear these fancy they're they're Adidas. They're like fancy. They're they're fancy, just cheap Adidas shoes. Got it. If that makes sense. Like they're made to look cheap, but they're like more than a hundred dollars. Mm. Um, you know what? It actually was funny when I went on. Uh, I mean, this was many many years ago, but I went on an interview for a management position at YouTube. Blew that interview with like just just amazing. I mean, I showed up like low key drunk, uh-huh. uh, not on purpose, but. I went with like a like a collared shirt and everything and like a tie for the interview and I, I show up and they're like like whoever was showing me around he's like ooh uh, you probably want to lose the tie like that doesn't and I was like wait what I was apparently way too dressed up for the interview and yeah looking around I was like man like probably a polo shirt is about the fanciest I should have come in you didn't do God a damn. you didn't do a. a- What's that movie, uh, Step Brothers, where you're wearing like a suit and tie to like a fucking janitor position? <laughs> well, that, that was the thing. I was I wasn't even wearing a suit, but I I was just wearing you know slacks and a shirt and a tie, and I'm like, yeah, this is like a you know it's it, it's a pretty big company, and this was for uh, not like upper management, but it was a management position. Like mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought you're supposed to wear to an interview. I didn't know I was like 24, 25, and I show up and they're like, ooh, try to. Try to dress down a little bit. So I'm like taking off the tie, like undoing the top top couple buttons, rolling up my shirt sleeves, trying right. to trying to trying to look as casual as possible because YouTube YouTube wasn't about that that fancy life. Yeah, they were like, no, we're just like a cool, laid back, you know, San Francisco company. Uh, and that was it for Ask Reddit. We are going to wrap the episode up with Binge and Purge, where we talk about television show or movie that we've watched yeah uh, we're gonna cover the outlaws, the outlaws season two so now season one and season two are available in their entirety on prime video which you know if you have some huge ethical issue with jeff bezos you can't watch which mm-hmm. is sad for you because this this is just an excellent series uh originally on the bbc so this is this is a british series with an ensemble cast we did cover season one quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just quick re- re- uh, recap. It's like several kind of archetypal characters in a way. I mean, they've got, they've got the really, really goody, goody, um, you know, female student who's trying to go to Oxford. They've got the social justice warrior. They've got the kind of middle-aged white guy who is very conservative, whatever. And then they all end up, for for different reasons, having to go and do community service where they're restoring this community center and uh, they become embroiled in, in crime when one of the offenders brings a, a bag full of cash from a, a drug dealer 
they they find it and take it. The season ends with them sending the drug dealer to prison. Was that pretty good synopsis? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. And then season season two basically uh, a lot of what that what season two entails is them finding out. Oh no, this this drug dealer wasn't the head honcho. He's yeah. got he's got a he's got a big crime boss that he reported to. There's always someone bigger and like you know more menacing than the drug dealer. There's like. Who does he work for? Where it's like a big, big baddie. Like he a, works for the dean. Yeah. Not not dean. The dean. Yeah. Which you know implies some sort of academic background. I don't yeah. know what that's all about. The dean wants his money back. He is not happy with them. No. Apparently, they had just been watching Breaking Bad because they're like the only way we can do this. Obviously, is turning to a life of crime. Yeah. Um, so they offer basically to like find a way to get his money back but also launder it for him because he's got obviously all this drug money. Yeah, so they 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 take over the op- the drug operation of the drug dealer they've just put in jail to try to try to pay him back. Uh and, and they have like a certain amount of time to do it too. Eight, so it was like eight a, weeks. Yeah, it was like a time crunch type of deal. But but I guess the the thing that I would, I'd sort of like to to start on is there there I mean, there are a lot of characters in in this uh in this show instead of kind of trying to go through the whole plot and what happens, I'd just like to talk about the different characters and sort of the arcs that they're on, if that makes sense. Sure. Because I that's I think the thing that makes the show work really well is you have a lot of characters who are very flawed but likable for the most part. They, they, they are all developing and they, they uh, you know, even from season one to season two, they're very, very different people and they're sort of still on that that path. Uh, so, so first, like who, who is your favorite character in the show? My favorite character has to be, uh, the, 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 the uh, the writer, the creator, tall, skinny, goofy guy. I forget his name. So, so yeah, he, he is Greg played by Stephen Merchant. There you go. Stephen Merchant. He, he's my favorite. So he, he is a, a very bumbling kind. He's framed as a bumbling, incompetent lawyer. Yeah. And in season one, you know, he was like recently, I think fairly recently divorced his, his wife left him for like her skydiving instructor or something. Yeah, and he gets he gets busted getting a uh, hand job from an escort in a parking lot, <laughs> which is I mean one rookie mistake. You yeah. don't you don't go to a parking lot, Greg, fucking idiot. Yeah, gotta go somewhere a lot a lot more private when you're getting a handy from an escort. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows clearly. The general arc that Greg is on is is becoming a little bit more confident, less bumbling. Uh, I mean, do do you think? That he progressed in season two. There's, there's, there's definitely moments in season two where he's got to like man up, and I don't want to give away too much of the plot, but there's obviously a moment where he's got to like he wants to ask a girl out, and then he wants to like talk to his boss about you know being made a um, part of the a partnership or whatever in the in the yeah, partner in the law firm. Yeah, so there's there's been moments where he's like, okay, dude, fucking nut up or shut up. What are you gonna do? The the funny thing about that character, and it does make me laugh because Stephen Merchant. Obviously, he's writing the whole show. Yeah. But, like, he is, like, the most competent among all of them. I mean, it's like, oh, he's bumbling, and he he stands up and accidentally hits his head into a lampshade or whatever. But he's the one that's actually getting everything done. Yeah. Right? Like, he's, like, negotiating people out of prison, and he's, like, making deals, and he, he's figuring out how to set up shell corporations and all this shit. Like, he's actually highly competent. He's just a doofus. Yeah. So, Stephen Merchant did make himself sort of, like, the... Not not the superhero, but like the one that kind of makes the whole show work. I'm like, is this becoming the the Greg story? Is Greg our secret protagonist all mm-hmm. along? Uh, okay, after Greg, who's your next favorite character? 
I don't know. Uh, Christopher Walken's character, just because of the comedy elements of it, you know, because he's just a fucking funny. Christopher Walken. He so you know he he has the um, the background of being a little bit of a con man, like he knows a grifter, a grifter. A he knows he knows uh, moves and plans. A snake oil salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I sorry, I could have just kept going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's Christopher Walken playing Christopher Walken. Which is seems what mostly what he does now. Yeah. But but yeah, he's he's very funny because he's 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 like a a con man who recently got released from prison, and he's trying to work his way back into the lives of his uh, daughter and his grandkids. Exactly. And sort of square the his, his past where he was obviously not there for them because he was in prison and he's just sort of an unreliable grifter. Chris, I mean Christopher Walken's just hilarious. I get, is there anything he's been in where you're like, oh, that was terrible? I mean, the, no, no, where, no. Where he was terrible. I, I think, in fact, this is just my bias, my opinion. I think the fact that you have Walken in your show or movie makes it, it like elevates it. Like his, oh, sure. his care, his, his style is just makes whatever he's in better. You know, he, he's, I mean, he's definitely the biggest names. Well, you know, you know, probably even in, in England, I think he's, he's, he's definitely the biggest star in the show. Yeah. And God, he's been a role. He was also in, um, Whatchamacallit, uh, the Ben Stiller, uh, Adam Scott, was it, was that called? We just reviewed it earlier. Oh, shit. I know what show you're Severance. talking about. Severance. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in that too. So he's on a roll of good shows. That character's arc is, it's like Chris Walken, I call him Chris. Like we're, Chris, like you know him, we're like best your chums. Me, me and Chris, we hang out on the weekends. Yeah. With Jeff Goldblum. It's just the three of us just shooting the shit. And that's who you would hang out with is Jeff Goldblum and Chris Walken? Yeah. Chris Walken? Yeah, yeah, me, me and Chris Walken. <laughs> and uh, in season two, you really see him. Str- I call him C Dub. C Dub. That's all. <laughs> that's what only his really close friends. Call. We're not. We're not yeah. on that level yet. Oh no, damn! But he he's trying to really figure out that like, does he want to be a part of uh, you know his family's his family's life? Like, is he gonna just kind of you know run off? And I was a little disappointed though because he. He's probably the least used character of the main cast in this season. In season two, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of just off doing his own thing for a lot of it. He's he's kind of like the idea man for the group when they get into it like a pinch. But outside of that, he's not very super involved with like their shenanigans. He has basically like his 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 like uh, own little know, story thread storyline plot line is more like his his him dealing with his family, like his sister or his daughter and the grandkids connecting and then you've you've got L- lady gabby who she was supposed to be she's like an influencer yeah well but she, she she's like a a socialite like an, but so she comes from an extremely wealthy family so everything was was given to her you know it, she, she she's not a, a entrepreneurial mm-hmm. businesswoman like kim nope. kardashian yeah she, you know, she has doesn't have any sex tape she's not she hasn't she hasn't really worked for that money one way or the other yeah um but you know she's and they they like to mention she's got 1.2 million followers on Instagram, which is funny because I'm like man that's not even very much <laughs> anymore. That's, that's that's more than us, man. That's a low tier. Yeah, but it's, if if that is all you do, there there are people with just millions and millions. Yeah. But uh, her her whole arc is like, is she gonna actually do anything for herself? Is she you know there's this whole thing with her, she was gonna plan a festival. Yeah. That seems like it was a. Uh, going to be a complete disaster. And then 
in season two, she has to deal with her basically being cut off financially by her dad. He's like, fuck this shit. She's got to deal with addiction too, her dr- heavy drug use and then, you know, her relationship, sexuality, if you want to call that, with a former, yeah, you know, you know ex- ex-girlfriend of hers. I think at one point they mentioned she started doing coke when she was 12. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. I feel like Sounds about right. I feel like that probably has to stunt your development a little bit. Yeah. The one complaint, I actually think the actress does a very good job Yeah, with yeah, this. yeah, she does that perfectly. I, I kind of wish they'd found someone who was like at least like 15% hotter. She's hot enough for me. I she gets a pass for me. I'm not usually uh into like skinny skinny white girls, but you know, she gets a pass. Okay. She's she's for sure up there. And then you, I think the two characters we probably have to talk Hand in hand or the... Yeah, the, there's Myrna, who she she's a uh, black like social justice warrior. She she runs this organization called the... Was it, it's like the Bristol Social Collective or the, the BJC. The Bristol Justice Collective. There you go. You know, they, they have her kind of like over-the-top, bleeding-heart liberal, like protests and everything in season one. And they have paired her and sort of played her off against John who uh, just, just white kind of middle-class dude, very, very conservative kind of, kind of has a little bit of that like, Hey, women belong in the kitchen. Men are the breadwinners <laughs> vibe to him. Yeah. And he, he is the son in Halloran and sons. It's, they kind of set it up as like just this very generic, like kind of import export like company. And he's got just the, the sort of domineering, father who bullies him yeah and he, he's kind of you kind of get to be a little bit more sympathetic at least i did where i'm like oh like yeah his dad was a complete prick and well part of the part of the you know uh, plot line revolving him in season two is that his dad fires him <laughs> so it's then so it's like the, the company is dad and son and then it's, it's just business yeah it's just business which okay for, first of all if you're in his shoes and your dad fired you how how would you even like deal with that? It's I do I you you can only imagine like you don't even know where to begin. Like, do you start your own company that like uh like uh, uh um competes with his since you you kind of know how the business is run? Do you start your own thing and then compete with your own family? It doesn't seem like he has money for that. I don't think. I eh. mean, that's the one thing. Because business loans. Uh, maybe, but he was, if you, if you recall though, he was trying to get a loan in that episode because that was, that was his, that is like just some white middle-class shit right there. It's like, I need to, (laughs) I need to pay, I think, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars off to a uh, drug boss. Yeah. I will go to a bank and ask for a loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. that was his first move, and shockingly, that didn't work out. And the bank's like, uh, "You've got no income, and you're already really." I mean, I guess he's like mortgaged out his ass for his house, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't give you a loan." So that that I mean, that's that's tough. It's he he actually, I think in in a way is is in a very similar situation. A lot of like the middle class. I did a little air quotes for people mm-hmm. not watching, because. He's got he's got a nice house, he's got a car and everything, but it sounds like he's up to his ass in debt. You know, he really needed that income and when he didn't have the income all of a sudden he's like, "Oh no." But yeah, would you would you still be like like, "Yeah, dad, you just fired me and completely fucked everything up." Sure, sure, come over for Sunday brunch. It's got to be hard because I mean, again, we're, we we could only imagine. I mean, I know I know of 
I have um, like in my previous uh, employee employees companies that I worked for mm-hmm. heard of like where companies rival each other. Like they go they go to business against each other. So I, it's not uncommon. I don't think um, I've seen it happen. I've heard of it happening. I know of customers that where they they do uh, they do bicker and dispute over money. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, you know, I, and I think I think for him th- this whole season was a little bit of uh it was supposed to knock him down a bunch of pegs mm-hmm. he got, had to get had to get humbled realize that that character more than everyone that there's that sort of like you're supposed to be strong and silent as a man and you're the provider and whatever and it's like oh the world doesn't work exactly like that anymore mm-hmm. uh most especially i don't know about in the uk but in the u.s it's like most families cannot survive on a single income and it's, no, it's nowadays, rare. fuck no. Unless you, unless you inherited a house or you have like good like money, like a fucking trust fund, buying a home these days on a single income, good fucking luck. And and then on the flip side, you've got Myrna, who who's this this I I've, I'm going to do right. I'm going to fix the world. I got to stand up for Bristol, so forth and so on. And but she she's sort of running to all these moral dilemmas, particularly because <laughs> it's you know, her her stated goal is like to help the community and fix all these uh, social justice issues, and then she kind of they kind of get backed into a corner where they're they're uh, they're selling drugs. And it's like, hmm, <laughs> does this does this sort of uh, conflict with my stated mission a little bit? I the, one of the funniest parts of the whole thing is that I, she's giving away like like pamphlets to the people they're selling drugs for for like dr- drug addiction is a problem. If you need help, go to here. Which I, I that's a, that was a great little touch that, yeah. that actually pays off later. Yeah, it's funny. Those characters to me by themselves are extremely boring, and together they're pretty funny. Yeah, 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 for sure. Then who else do we have left? The last two main characters, the main main mains. The, oh sure, the black. Are, do you, do you the, think they even were the like the main mains this season? I think they were. I think I think the shitstorm that puts them all pretty much back into trouble is the fact is their dilemma. Like them, you know, because it was the it was the black kid who had the money for the from the drugs to begin mm-hmm. with that they now have to replace. And it's and and a hundred percent, it's that girl that they refer to like. Who's the big in your group? And they all point to the girl because she's like the one that's like when shit hits the when shit really hits the fan, she provides like this is how we're gonna solve the problem, you know. And you go do this, you go do that, you know. She, she, she I think they refer to her as a brain box with a scholarship to Oxford, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was funny. So it definitely was her plan to start <laughs> start selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once they go on that, she actually is very good at organizing and figuring everything out. Like they did a great job with that. I, I was still a little bit confused that that was their first. I mean, they, they, it was like we tried one thing that didn't work. Okay, we're just going to sell sell drugs. Um, mm-hmm. Her arc is she's going from her parents planning her whole life out. She has to be a perfect student and go to Oxford. She ends up in the, you know, the... Uh, the, the work release, like doing the, these community hours because she was shoplifting a lot. Yeah. So that, that thing, oh, she likes that kind of danger. She likes to... She gets off. She gets off on, like, being the bad girl and, like, doing dangerous shit and putting yourself in dangerous situations. Like, playing it safe, following the path, like, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't excite her at all. She likes trouble. 
there was a movie called I Love Trouble in the 90s that was so terrible. I don't know why it just made me think of that. It was really bad. That was, But that was back in the time like we didn't have Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went, I remember going to watch it. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was like a whatever it was, like 12 or 13-year-old. I mean, my, my bar for what a bad movie was much, much lower. Yeah. And that was, anyhow. And she she's paired with with Christian, who's the kind of the, the one who starts this whole thing off. You know, he's a black kid uh, trying to look out for his sister. Um you know he he he's he's pr- probably more than anyone like really like trying to do right like he doesn't want to be involved in any yeah. of this but he's also the one that kicked everything off by stealing yes. the money in the first place but so for him like, he just wants out it's almost like a reverse breaking bad where he grew up in a shit neighborhood and involved with shitty people but he's trying to make it quote unquote make it out yeah, of yeah he's he's trying to break good yeah yeah breaking good there you go by the way, I I was I wrote a this is completely unrelated to this. I wrote a sketch mm. for just just that I'm, I'm probably gonna try to post on YouTube, but in it I was trying to come up like with a bunch of like self insults for myself. Uh-huh. Like one, I was the the one character is like a younger brother, and then I'm playing the older brother, and the younger brother is just insulting what the other brother looks like. Okay, and one of the insults I had is like you look like Walter White if you broke mediocre. I like that one. I would change it. I would come up with a better. No, I like that one. Fuck you. Mediocre, breaking, something else. I like that one. And okay. I had, you look like a dollar store Jason Statham. And people have told me I look like Jason Statham. I don't really see. It. I think they're just like, ah, uh, you're like a bald white guy. I'm like, okay. I, I, thank you. <laughs> I think that is meant as a compliment. How about, how about Walmart Jason Statham? A Walmart? That's even no. Fuck that. Why, why am I more offended by a Walmart Jason Statham than that's Dollar Store? That's why it's funnier. Uh, that one hurts when I, you say I, Walmart. I fixed your joke for you. There you go. Boom. I like Dollar Store better. No Walmart. <laughs> you know it's better. You know it's better. <sighs> it, it's like anyhow. So yeah, they they have those two. Without giving anything away it seems like this might be the last episode or the last season i don't know because i felt like that about the end of at the end of uh, season one i was like okay cool like i thought it was a mini series and then they come out with season two I'm like oh that's all right okay um but i guess out of all the characters though like ronnie uh who who is the the girl and then christian who's the, who's the guy it felt like their their arcs were the ones that weren't really finished everybody else yeah. You could have more for sure. It wasn't like everything was completely resolved, but it wasn't even that they weren't resolved. The way they ended it for them, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. You you think that they're again, we're not we're trying not to give away spoilers, but the way that they're heading and then the way they end, you're like, I didn't see that kind of shit coming. Like it was like maybe there was hints here and there, but we didn't I don't know. It was the, weird. interesting. The, I thought a lot of their arc also didn't make sense because it. The, here, okay, here's the other thing. Like he is trying to, he's trying to, uh, like you said, break good. Yeah. And he wants to start like his own like like food shack restaurant. Yeah. And to me, it was it was wild that they were going to go into a, into a bench a business venture together, like. Like she's how old is she? Is she like eighteen? Well, she's going to college. Yeah, she's going to Oxford. Sure, she she was she got a scholarship to go to Oxford. So she's not quite uh, eighteen. Maybe eighteen. Exactly yeah, eighteen. Yeah, exactly. They just did a complete speed run of their relationship. Yeah, it's like like okay, 
we we worked together doing community service because we were we were both. Well, I guess he didn't even really do anything wrong, but that's another, that's another a whole another part of season one. But it's like we we're, we're doing community service hours together. Okay, like I'm crashing at your place. I guess we're a girlfriend and boyfriend. Let's open a fucking business together and get a loan from yeah, yeah. my parents. And like, it went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, that was quick. a lot. I. If I was the parents, I was like, yeah, maybe. Let's see if this relationship lasts, like, more than a month. Yeah, more than – exactly. Because <laughs> that's that's also, like, her first boyfriend, right? I don't know. I don't know. Seems like it is. Anyhow, that that, that one was weird. Uh, if if there was a season three, what would you be most interested in seeing? Just just with things that seem a little bit unresolved? Um I would like to see uh, – well, obviously, like, my favorite characters. Like, what's next is – Again, I, I don't I can't go into too much what I'd like to see because then I give away some of what season two is. But I want to see what happens with Walken's character. Christopher Walken. Walken. I also want to hap- see what happens with Stephen Merchant's character with like the lady issue or you know, what women in general. Like what's he where's he going with this now? Uh like and his and his job. You know? Oh yeah, he got fired, huh? Well, did he get fired? Did he quit? Is he gonna go start his own firm? We don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think just him and so so now now that you know what it is interesting they they've kind of made a power vacuum yeah right like the big drug boss is gone we think we don't know yeah you know maybe know. maybe he kingpins himself out of there what <laughs> they just go full Breaking Bad but it's just it's instead of Walter White it, it's a fucking it's fucking like uh, British socialite <laughs> she's yeah. the new Walter White that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Just, just Greg and, and Lady Gabby start their own drug empire. Yeah, there's, there's for sure, there's creative ways for there to be a season three. You know, again, I feel kind of the same way at the at the end of season one. Like a lot of things were resolved. There was a few things that just weren't, and but I was good with it ending. And then there was a season two. It was like, oh, awesome. And I feel the same way with season two. Like every every major thing has kind of been resolve but there's also like well we can go with this we can go in this direction we can go in that direction with this it's not like 100 percent end of story for all these characters oh yeah and then is is diane <laughs> we can't even talk about her at all that the the true the like the true like just straight comic relief in this is the the, the supervisor for the community service yeah is, is um short Heavy set, little, you she, know, she, she's a little, little tree trunk of a woman. Yeah, uh, she's kind, kind of, she, it's, she's like a more over the top Melissa McCarthy. Yes, if you could kind of yes. imagine that. Yes, and th- she's just like pure comic relief, and she wants to become. Does she want to become a detective, a policewoman? She wants to be a police person. Yes, and and she's both like ridiculous, but very like focused and and kind of. Uh, I was gonna say anal retentive. That. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> you find out in this in this season that she's like a little bit more sex, sexually liberal than you might have a guessed. A lot more sexually liberal. Um, and and yeah, the, the the episode where she and Greg go on a mock date, so Greg's dating techniques can be evaluated, is pretty hilarious. It's a good one. That was one of the the, the funniest odd couple pairings in for the sure. whole thing. For sure. Uh, but yeah, what happened? Does she ever become a detective? We have to know. So, w- would you would okay? So first. Is season two a binge or a purge for you? Binge. I feel like, uh, you know, it reminds me of um, kind of sort of not quite the same, but a little, maybe because it's 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 British-European, um, 
the misfits where you have like yeah you mentioned that before you know it's like they're in trouble where are we going with this and you're you kind of develop um an attachment to the characters and the personalities and you kind mm-hmm. of want to see their their development as people and and you know we'll see uh, and then do you think season two was was stronger or worse than season one i don't think it's as good as season one but it, it was worth like watching it through to the f- finality of it but uh no i think season one because you're like it's such a new colorful new show and and you kind of like you're that that uh like that first date uh or when you start like a relationship it's all nice and cool in front and it kind of goes away after like you're with them for a couple years you know yeah i no, I, I agree and i think even just in terms of like the plot and stuff there there were things that you had to forgive in season two where you're like okay this didn't really make sense but whatever i'm just enjoying the show enough that i don't care yeah where you didn't have to do that as much in season one but i think the character development and everything i mean this is a character-based show that that was still really solid yeah yeah on a scale of one to ten ten being the most how much would you actually want to see a season three of this um i'd say yeah stronger than yeah like a seven or eight like yeah i'm i'm for sure want to see a a third season like i could i could do another season i'm i haven't lost interest entirely it's still a good show the characters are still great uh and if it and if they do develop a season three i will be 100 percent watching it i see i'm i'm a little bit in a weird spot with this for I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed season one. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I, and, and this, this was like a literal binge for me. Like I watched, I think three episodes one day and three the next day. Mm-hmm. Still really enjoyed it of season. It's only six episodes in season two, but I, I do think season two was a little bit worse than season one. And I, I, I would not want to see this show just gradually get worse and worse over time. Yeah. 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 So like, I would be really fine if they just wrapped it up now. And, uh, so I, I, for me, it's like a five or six as, as far as whether I'd want to see a season three. Yeah. Really more than anything. I'm like, Stephen Merchant, can you do more kind of like drama comedy shows? Like this was great. Like if, if nothing else, I just hope this gives him a little bit more traction to do whatever he wants to do next. Yeah. And if it's season three, cool. If not, you know, then, then it'll be something else. Yeah. Outlaws. Outlaws. That was it. Outlaws was a binge from both of us. Perfect. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say? Do blah 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 blah. Uh, how are we doing on time? We're at an hour. Nah. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed the uh, podcast, the episode. Uh, we're experimenting with uh, you know, the new camera stuff, so we'll 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 get better at it. But uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.